Business genius Elon Musk, founder of Tesla and SpaceX, says that you need to work every waking hour in order to be successful. Is he right? Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 41 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, yes, we'll be talking about that today, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. We got to talk about what some billionaires have to say about working and success. Before we do, if you're new to the show, new to me, or you've been lurking for a while, but this is the year you want to start a business or you want to automate a business that's more of a service-based business and make it more passive income or just add a passive a passive income element to your business, then I have something for you. I have an entire workshop that I recorded on my four steps to building your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. That is no joke. There's a lot you could be doing to get your business up and running. You could be running around like crazy. We'll kind of talk about that a little bit in this episode. I've distilled it all down to the four steps you need to start creating this automatic income stream. This is such a simple framework. It's the framework that I have built both of my online businesses on. It's the only real good way to guarantee sustainable passive income. And in the workshop, I teach you how it works, show you the tools Uh, that I'm using, both free and paid. I give you templates you can copy and scripts you can follow and even help you figure out your profitable ideas, you know, what to sell and how to find people to sell it to and how do you automate all of that. It's all free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Links below if you're watching this on YouTube uh, and you can watch that free workshop. There's about 45, 50 minutes. So set aside a little bit of time. If you're serious about this, I break it all down for you. Absolutely free. I think it'll get you started in 2020. All right. So there's this amazing motivational video on YouTube out there. You can look it up. And it's basically a compilation of Elon Musk interviews and quotes. So it's actually the sound bites from him and some of the actual video interviews. Um, And it's called Work Every Waking Hour, all caps. You can't miss it if you type it in. Um, And I actually really enjoy the video. I found, I think Elon Musk is brilliant in a lot of ways. I mean, he's just not normal. He's not human in a lot of ways. And so if you just watch the video, I think there's some genius insights into business and and innovation and uh, humanity and entrepreneurship. Uh, Plus, I love space stuff, and he wants to literally put people on Mars. It's pretty cool. but I was watching it mostly because the YouTube algorithm must have assumed that I was interested in something about working every waking hour or it was mocking me and making fun of me because my show has a tagline that says work less. So it shows up in my YouTube feed and I start watching it and I really wanted to get to the part. I was like, when is he, when is he talking about work every waking hour? What does he have to say about this? So about halfway through the video, it cuts to an interview where Musk says literally the following. So here's what he says. Uh, when my brother and I were starting our first company, Instead of renting an apartment, we rented a small office and slept on the couch and we showered at the YMCA. Now, I can, I'm going to pause right there. I can kind of respect this already because, hey, it's just him and his brother. They're trying to save money. I'm all about low overhead. I can, I can dig. 
I'm guessing he doesn't sleep on the couch in his office and shower at the YMCA anymore now that he's worth $26 billion. But he said, we had one computer. So the website was up during the day and then I was coding at night, seven days a week, all the time. I briefly had a girlfriend at that time and in order to be with me, she had to sleep at the office. <laughs> Lucky girl. And then it's the end of his quote, work hard every waking hour. That's the thing I would say, particularly if you're starting a company. Wow. Lots to digest. Uh, before we pick on Elon, because again, the guy's brilliant. Before we pick on a billionaire, um, let's pick on another billionaire, Bill Gates, right? Founder of Microsoft. A, love Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, are huge phil you know, philanthropists. Um, obviously billionaires, but the Bill and, Gate, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation does some amazing work. Um, and they're a great example to a lot of people um, trying to leverage their wealth to help people that are less fortunate in a massive way. So big fan of Bill Gates and Melinda. Um, but there's this quote from Bill that I've always heard. And so I was thinking about this when I was about to do this episode. And then I did some digging and found out that he, he's since like updated that quote, which is interesting. So this is the quote that I always heard from Bill Gates. It's famous. And he talks about when he was starting Microsoft. He says, quote, I never took a day off in my 20s, not one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this quote because like, I have so much to say. Uh, we'll get into that. Let me read this follow-up. Last year, so in 2019, um, there was an event hosted uh for founders by the venture firm Village Global. And so the co-founder and CEO of Eventbrite, which is a cool company for doing uh, live events, Julia Hartz, she's asking Bill Gates at this event if his no vacation, no weekends policy has changed since the early days of Microsoft. So that was the whole deal. He didn't take a day off for a weekend. He didn't take any vacations and he was very proud of it for his whole 20s, for a whole 10-year span of his life. Um, and then she also, in this article, it says she also asked if the concept of work-life balance was even possible for early stage founders. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> um, Bill kind of said, sort of, uh, quote, he says, my, for my particular makeup, so for the way I am, he's saying, it truly, it tr really is true that I didn't believe in weekends. I didn't believe in vacations, Gates said. Um, but he said there was a method to the madness that much of that had to do with the urgency of the winner-take-all market of the tech industry. So it had more to do, I guess, what Bill's saying with the state of computer technology in that era. He just felt like he needed to get after it. Quote, I don't recommend my method. I don't think most people would enjoy it. <laughs> I think you're onto something, Bill. No days off for 10 years. Um, okay. We have a lot to discuss. Um, first thing we got to say is you can't argue with the results to some degree, financial results and impact results of guys like Elon Musk or Bill Gates. Okay, these guys are billionaires with a B. That is really hard to do, to be net worth, okay? Not just high incomes, net worth. Like they they could liquidate some cash or assets and have more than $1 billion. 
with a few wire transfers or phone calls. Okay, that's a lot of money, and it's just staggering, mind-numbing to think about. That's a thousand millions, and they're they're multi multi-billionaires. Okay, um, that that's not easy. So we have to acknowledge that that's not easy. Uh, and we also have to acknowledge that these two men in particular, and there are many others, um, have changed the world. Their innovations, their determination, their grit have literally changed the way we do life. I mean, Microsoft completely changed the personal computer space. And I know there's a lot of fun history we could talk about with Apple versus Microsoft and you know the graphical interface and operating system and all that stuff. Um, people stealing from people, but you can't deny how this, the reach of Microsoft. I mean, Windows is installed on like every single computer on planet Earth, and um, just Windows as a company, excuse me, Microsoft as a company is humongous. Um, I think Microsoft just, I think I just read co- correctly that Microsoft won the big cloud computing bid for the US government. They beat out Amazon, and that's because Donald Trump doesn't like Jeff Bezos, but. Huge, huge business, right? Microsoft's huge. And then Elon Musk, he had built a lot of tech companies um, that had been acquired. He had a tech company he and his brother started that was acquired by Compaq, which was a computer company back in the day for a few hundred million dollars, like in the late 90s. And then he had another company that was acquired by PayPal or as part of PayPal. So he's he's built a lot of interesting things. He's a genius. Uh, And then in recent years, he's more famous for Tesla, right? The electric car company. Um, Tesla does solar panels, SpaceX. I mean, he builds his own rockets, right? And NASA is working with him and they're send, using his rockets to send stuff up to the, the space station. Um, and he has a vision for putting people on Mars. Um, he's building like these underground, super speed, fast trains and these tunnels. I mean, fascinating guy. And he really, he's trying to push the human race forward and he's trying to innovate and not everybody's like that. Like, I'm not like that. I don't have that many great ideas. Um, they're true innovators and and they're obsessed with technology and creating new things. And I love that God made certain people that way. So I don't want to take anything away from what they've achieved or what they've done. I don't know these men personally at all. I cannot speak into their personal lives, but I can speak to the message of, now Bill Gates, to be fair, never told anybody, I don't think, in that quote, that none of us should take a day off in our 20s. He just said that's what he did, which is perfectly fine. Now, this is all picking on Elon Musk because in that video and in that quote, he literally says that he would recommend, if you're particularly if you're starting a company, that that's what you should do is you should work every waking hour. And if you know me, I have some thoughts about that. I completely disagree. So let's break down some of these thoughts. Number one, before we jump into how I disagree, let's acknowledge thought one. Working every waking hour can certainly lead to faster growth. Keywords being can. There are people, countless people, who have busted their butts. They're part of the hashtag hustle community. They're part of that mantra some of them are gurus, business gurus. Some of them aren't gurus or successful in their own right. There are many, countless stories, honestly, of the wealthiest people in the world, Forbes top 500 wealthiest people in the world, successful business owners who have similar elements to their story. I was single. I worked every day for five years straight. 
I worked every day of my life for 10 years straight. I slept on my friend's couch or in his basement. I didn't take a day off. I didn't take vacations. And they got their businesses to be humongous and they became wildly financially successful. Um, and so then the, those people get interviewed and they get asked questions, how did you do it? And they just tell their story. And so as we all do, we have personal biases. So they basically say, well, this is what I did. Therefore, it must work. And that's what I would recommend you do. And that is a narrative that is you know, spewed a lot in business culture. I mean, read any, read Growth Mag, you know, Inc. Magazine, um, Entrepreneur, like any of these magazines, right? Um, they all focus on cool stories of successful business owners who just busted their butts and hustled all the time. And that sells magazines. It sells magazines because we admire these people and we want to be like them if we're in business. We want to have a successful business. Maybe not, we don't care to be a billionaire, but we would like to reach more success. Um, so we want to mimic people who are successful, which I think is a great starting point. I think you should pay attention to people who are already successful as opposed to learning from just your peers, let's say. I mean, there's a lot to be learned from people that are like you. I think you need peers speaking into what you're doing, but that can't be the only place you're learning from because newsflash, they're not any more successful than you. So what, what new stuff do they have to teach you that you don't already know? Learn from people that are farther ahead than you are, right? So I think that's a great start learning from our mentors, our heroes, our idols, whatever. How do they do it? Learning about them. Um, but there's another reason why this is a narrative that's per, you know perpetuated, is that the word I'm looking for, throughout culture, is that we just freaking love being told to hustle. And I, I've talked about this numerous times. There's something in the American and Western DNA. It's not all over the world. That's one reason why this isn't the only way. Um, just go to the south of France. There is one, there's something very American about being told to just work harder, push farther, never quit until you reach your dreams. If you work hard enough, you believe it enough, don't stop, doesn't matter what anybody tells you, you can be successful. That's the promise of America. Actually, America was founded on religious freedom, but we won't go there. But that's a promise of America, right? That that you can be whatever you want to be in this country, and if you just work hard enough, there's nothing holding you back. And there's a lot of truth to that about the way our our laws are set up. Um, you know, owners' rights and trademark law, and a lot of things that intellectual property that you know. Um, land ownership, all these things allow you to make something of yourself in this country. The, the government is set up to allow you to win for the most part, um, as opposed to other governments in the world that hold their people back, to be honest. Um, so there's a lot of truth to that. And I kind of love that. Who doesn't love the, the story of rags to riches or nobody to somebody? And there's something innately you know, desirable about that. Um, but do we, we're suckers for this overwork thing, right? We used to call it workaholism, but that sounds too much like alcoholism because <clears throat> it is. So we change that to hustle, um, which is not much better. If you look up the word hustle in the dictionary, it means to swindle or it means like involving prostitution. Like that's not a great word to be associated with, but we somehow like that. But it's basically overwork. It's workaholism. It's the new branded workaholism. And we actually like it. We actually want to be told that the reason we're not successful yet is that we just haven't put in enough time, enough hard work, and that we don't have to be special to be successful because that's the subtext of work all the time, work hard and you'll be successful. The, the subtext of that is that's the only thing that's separating you from your dreams, meaning 
It's not that Elon Musk is just smarter than you, which he is, by the way. He's smarter than me. It's not that Bill Gates is just more brilliant than you are. He is. Newsflash. It's that he just worked harder than you did. So, huh, you could be just as successful as Bill Gates and Elon Musk if you just worked harder. And isn't that what every human being, period, but especially us Americans want to hear, is that it's all within our control. It's all up to us. There's no one in charge of our destiny. I'm the master or captain of my fate and my ship. Like, this is up to me. Now, we don't do anything about it because we're at the same time very lazy and we'll just listen to that and go, yeah, work every waking hour. I'm gonna go watch Netflix. Or if you're smart, Disney Plus and you'll binge watch The Mandalorian. And you'll just drink, drink your Bud Light seltzer or whatever you're drinking and watch Netflix. Like we, we're lazy, but we love to be told that if we wanted to be successful, we totally could, totally could. Just gotta work way hard. So I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture. I'm being funny and sarcastic. It's true though. And I think the best comedy is based off of truth. But I'm being sarcastic and painting the picture that this is something we actually love to be told. There's a reason why this video about working every waking hour uh, has uh, 716,000 views as of today. Almost a million views, or three quarters of a million views, uh, and 19,000 thumbs up, likes. People like this video, um, and they like this message, and they, they always will which is one reason why I feel like I need to turn on a microphone and turn on a camera and say something else because no one that I know, I know a few people that are starting to speak the truth about, hey, you don't need to work every waking hour, which I'm about to get into, but they're not that many of us. Hopefully there'll be more. I'm trying to start a movement. If you believe in this, if you maybe after this video and this podcast, you will, maybe I'll convince you to not work every waking hour. Um, in fact, to work less, then maybe you can join me on my crusade to like help people build really successful businesses that actually are excellent businesses and serve people well, but actually work a lot less, um, which was the intention of our culture about 50, 60 years ago. We actually thought we were going to reduce the work week and have more time for leisure, but you know, we just can't stop working because we love it too much more than we love vacation and leisure. So anyway, I digress. Point is, thought one, that yes, working every waking hour can lead to success. I'm not saying it can't. I'm not saying it won't. These people are proof. Elon Musk and Bill Gates and the myriad of other successful business owners or whomever in their careers, right? The best actors, the best musicians, right? Taylor Swift busted her butt. Just listen to any of their stories. They worked really hard to get there. And when they get there, they're very adamant to tell you how hard they worked. And I understand why, because it's not easy. And they sacrificed a lot and they want people to know because people think it's easy. You just get up and you perform or you just code a piece of software. You start a business and it happened to get big. It doesn't just, nothing just happens to get big. There's a lot of work that's involved. And yes, it can lead to success. But there's two things about that. One, it can lead to success. It doesn't always lead to success. So you can't assume one leads to the other. That's what this type of video wants you to assume. Working every waking hour is the secret. It is the missing ingredient. No, it's not. It can be, but one doesn't necessarily equate to the other. But here's the second thought. Even if it did lead to growth and faster growth and growth beyond your wildest dreams, for many, that growth and success comes at a cost. You know what those costs are? Usually personal relationships 
and health. Those are the two biggest areas, right? Everything in life has to do with costs. Think about it with money. Um, you want to take a trip. So my, my family and I took a trip to the Bahamas last month. This month. I don't know what day it is. A few weeks ago. All right. Trip to the Bahamas. That costs money. We want to go to the Bahamas. We want to get away. Place looks beautiful. We want some quality family time. But that costs money. Fly there. Stay in a resort. Eat there. Right. Do anything. Activities there. So we have to ask ourselves, we can have the vacation at the Bahamas, but it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us money. Okay. Or if we don't want to give up the money, we want to keep the money, that's going to cost us something also. It's going to cost us the opportunity to go on that vacation. So there's always a cost. There's never not a cost, right? It's the same thing with uh, investing, right? You could say, uh, I don't have the money to invest in my retirement account or my 401k. That's a cost I can't make. Okay, well then there's an opportunity cost there. You're giving up the ability to earn interest on that money, compounding for many, many years to make you a millionaire. So yeah, you don't give up the cost of the money now, but you give up the future cost. So it's always a cost. It's never not a cost. And it's the same in our business. If you work every waking hour, you can do that. It's going to cost you something. You're going to sacrifice something. On a practical level, you're sacrificing your time. If you give all your time to working, you have no time left over for other things. What are those other things that you need time for? Well, maybe you don't care about Netflix. That's great. Maybe you don't care about vacations all the time. Okay, that's great. Maybe you don't care about watching football. Great. So you're just a super intentional, hardworking person because you really believe in your business. That's fine. But at some point, so you give up some of the time for your business. But at some point, you still need time for basic things like sleeping, eating, going to the bathroom. Those are just some basic necessities. But beyond that, if you're pulling a Bill Gates and you don't believe in weekends or vacations for a decade of your life, okay, well, if you give up your weekends, that means no time to go to church, and worship your God, no time to rest and play with your family or take your wife out on a date, no time to just go to the park and walk and clear your head. Um, give up a lot of things. You start to see that your relationships suffer. You don't, you're not involved in your community. Your neighbors don't see you. Your parents don't see you. Your health suffers because you don't have time to exercise or go to the gym. You probably don't have time to cook. So unless you have a professional chef cooking you healthy foods, you're probably eating crap if eating at all. Uh, you're probably drinking too much coffee or other substances to stay active, right? There's things that suffer. You have a cost to be able to work every waking hour. It's usually personal relationships and health. I have read, I don't know how many business books, business profiles, business magazines, interviews with some of the most successful entrepreneurs of the world. You know what kind of questions they ask those entrepreneurs in those magazines and articles and books? What were your first like office spaces like? Like what was your first break? How did you get the name out there? How did you know that you had a, successful product or a hot product on your hands? Like once you made your first bit of money, how did you reinvest it? Did you hire first or expand your product line or who did you hire first or what was your biggest mistake in business? Do you know what kind of questions they don't ever seem to ask those successful entrepreneurs in those books or magazines? How long have you been married? How vibrant is your sex life? 
Do your kids know you? When's the last time you spent time with your extended family? Are you sleeping well? How healthy are you? What's your cholesterol? No, they don't ask about their relationships or their health. They certainly don't ask about their spiritual life. Do you have time to read your Bible and pray? Who cares? These people are billionaires. Now, I am lumping a lot of people into categories. Not all billionaires are unhealthy and have awful relationships. Don't hear that because that's not what I said. I'm saying what we as a culture collectively care to know about these people is the money and the numbers and the fame and the success. We don't care to know about what's behind the door in the closet of what did they give up? What did they sacrifice? How many? What's, what marriage are they on now to get to where they want to be, to get to where they are? Like we only propagate this, this one-dimensional metric of success because it's all we care about because we're just as jacked up. We care about money. We care about growth. We care about fame. We care about impact. Impact. That's a word that can mean two very different things. You can genuinely care about impacting the world in the truest sense of the world that while the few years that you have on this earth, you want to spend them wisely helping people, making a difference. Impact can also be code word for fame, which is just serving our pride. And I know that from experience. I'm a work in progress. But my point is, becoming wildly successful and growing at the rate that these people have grown to the level that they've grown, there is a cost. So you need to count the cost. Ask yourself, is it worth it? You may not think you're going to have to make those costs. You, you, that would be naivety. That just means you're either young or new to business. You might say, Graham, that's, that's BS. I can work all the time. I can work as much as I want. It's not going to affect my relationships or my health. I am disciplined enough to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay. Let's check back in in five years, bro. It's easy to say you won't let yourself work too much, but then what's that line? Like what is working too much and not too much for you? Like is working a healthy amount for you just working six days a week? Okay, that could be true. I'm not coming down on anybody that wants to just take one day off a week. That's better than working seven days a week. But what measures do you have in place to protect you from letting that six days bleed into a seventh day? Oh, well, it's just this launch week. Oh, well, it's just the follow-up and clean up from launch week. Oh, well, you know, we've got some new members in the community. Uh, your, your day off continues to be absorbed into the other six days. What measures do you have in place to protect yourself? Okay, and let's not even talk about days because what you and I define as a day could be very different. To me, a work day is four or five hours, max. For you, a work day might be 12 to 16. Very different things. Okay, so you might say, Grandma, I only work five days a week. But are you working 16 hours each of those days where you're not home for dinner? Okay, and you don't have, okay, I don't have a family, Graham. I don't need to be home for dinner. Yes, you do. You are valuable whether you have a family or not. Your dinner time is valuable. Your time to decompress and to be able to have time to call your mama and have time to be able to catch up on some personal email, have time to be able to go to a Bible study at your church that you say you never have time for. These are all things that are very important and you're worth those things whether you have kids or a spouse or not. Don't give me that I'm single, I should work 16 hours a week. That doesn't make any sense. 16 hours a day, I mean. That doesn't make any sense. 
okay? So define your weeks and define your days. Like, be very clear. If you're going to say, Graham, I'm going to work as much as I want, and I promise it's not going to bleed into my personal life or my health, then be really clear about where those lines are and protect yourself. Third thought. Working all the time is not the only way to reach your goals. I am a great example of that. Okay? I know this isn't the scientific method. I'm sure I could come up with other examples. I'm not going to right now. I'm just, I only have time for me. And this is also called The Graham Cochran Show. Which I can't believe I named it The Graham Cochran Show. But it, what's done is done, right? Here we go. This business, when I made $0 and needed as all the traction, right? That's what I hear all the time is, Graham, you talk about working less or you don't work very many hours, but you hustled at the beginning, right? No. When I started from day one, the most hours I've ever worked on this business on a regular week is 32 hours a week. I worked eight-hour days, Monday through Thursday. That was it. Now, that was, that's plenty of hours. It's full-time to me. I'd be in the office from nine to five, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We never worked on Fridays because Saturdays and Sundays, I was really busy helping my church out. I was leading the worship band. And so we had band rehearsals on Saturday and we had to go to a storage unit and take our stuff to a rehearsal facility and set up and rehearse and then take it back to the storage unit. I would lose over half my day on Saturdays. And on Sundays, it's almost the exact same thing, setting up church, tearing down church, that I never got a full, complete 24 hours off. So guess what we did? We made Fridays our days off as a family. I had really young kids at the time, so they weren't in school. And so we made them family fun Fridays. I needed at least one full day off because I was volunteering most of the time on the weekends, working Monday through Thursday. So really, I only had one full day off. But only 32 hours a week on my business was the most I've ever worked on my business. Now, in 10 years, through a series of things I'm about to share with you now briefly, and just momentum over time, I've been able to whittle that down to now five hours a week. Now, granted, I work two businesses. Even my wife's confused about this. Like literally this week, she was like, babe, you tell people you only work five hours a week, but you work more than that. Like she's trying to call me out or something. I was like, babe, do you even listen to my show? No, I'm, I'm just saying. I was, in my mind, I said, babe, do you even listen to my show? She, she, she knows very well. But her point, she was a little confused. So to be clear, the recording revolution, my main business, okay? I put in five hours a week. That's it. I have tools in place. I have a few people on my team part-time. And it's just, over time, it's gotten easier. And the style of business I run is a passive income business. I'm not trading hours for dollars. It doesn't matter how many hours I spend in the office. That's not related to how much I make, which is a big reason why I'm a fan of passive income. I told you about the workshop at the beginning of this episode because it allows you to work less and actually scale your business. So I can do a seven-figure business by actually only putting in five hours a week. That is true. Now, Two years ago, I started this business because I had time on my hands and because I really love this stuff and I feel like it's another calling on my life by God, which is to share everything I know about online business and kind of be a voice of reason in this workaholism, hashtag hustle space. So here I am doing this for free and creating some other cool products that if somebody wants to buy and join, that's great. But I have the time. So now I spend maybe about five to 10 hours a week on this. So in the office, I'm about 20 hours a week. That's the schedule of what days I'm doing that has changed. I used to not work on Fridays, but now my wife comes in for a half day on Fridays to the office. So I come in with her. I'll, I'll check email and respond to some 
uh, student comments on Fridays for a couple hours, but I still work about 20 hours a week. Like Thursdays, I do a lot of calls and meetings uh, and run errands. I get oil changes and wash the car and boring stuff like that. Um, Mondays and Tuesdays are pretty content heavy for both brands. And then Wednesdays and Thursdays are like taking all my calls and meetings and coaching students and things like that. So I'm about 20 hours a week in the office, but that's by choice running two brands. The one business is over a million dollars a year. Now, I'm not a billionaire. I will never be a billionaire unless something crazy happens. You know what? I'm okay with a seven-figure business. That takes me five hours a week to run. I, I Believe me, never thought that was possible, but I am living proof. I'm not bragging, but if I don't share numbers and share the reality of how many hours I work versus revenue created, you will continue to believe the one narrative that's spun everywhere that the only way to make lots of the dollars is to work all of the time. And that's just not true. Now, if you follow my method, I don't think you'll become a billionaire. So if you want to be a billionaire, you might have to give up everything. I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to become a billionaire without working every waking hour. I can help you build a successful online business that does six figures, multiple six figures, heck, do seven figures like me, while working a lot less than every waking hour. Certainly less than 40 hours a week, maybe five hours a week like me. So clearly, again, if we're going to speak in like sweeping generalizations and broad categories, working every waking hour or every day of your 20s is not the only way to be successful. A, it starts with defining what success is, both monetarily and holistically. But B, I want to be another example to you. I want to at least just drop an idea in your brain that, hey, maybe there's another way. Now, the practical questions are coming, right? How do you actually grow your business while working less? It doesn't make sense. There's two, two important principles you got to know. I can only briefly explain them to you here. I've gone in depth about them on the YouTube channel before. Um, so search them there on my channel or at grahamcochran.com. I'll continue to talk about these because they're very powerful. And I learned these directly from Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek. Great book, by the way, if you want to know how to make more while earning less. So full credit to Tim. These ideas around 2009 was when I, well, I read them in 2007 when the book came out and I thought they were as a ridiculous book and I returned it to Barnes & Noble. It's another story. I since bought that book again in 2009 and I reread it once a year, every year. So I was wrong the first time, but I just, my brain was too small. I couldn't comprehend how any of that was possible. But these concepts were introduced to me by Tim Ferriss in that book. Um, and all I did was just implement them, guys. That's all I did is implement them. Okay. So principle, there's two principles. This is, this is, these are the secrets to actually like reducing your work hours while either maintaining, but more importantly, growing more than likely your revenue. Are you ready for this? Because working every waking hour is not, not okay. It's not even doable. Here we go. Principle number one, it's called Pareto's principle, literally. It's named after a guy named Wilfred Pareto. He was an Italian economist. This rule is more commonly called the 80-20 rule. So maybe you've heard that, the 80-20 rule. Okay, the idea is simple. We might think that everything we do in our business on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis is equally important, meaning all these tasks carry weight, and they all carry similar weight. And that's why I need to do all of them. And they all you know, add together to create revenue or growth in my business. The 80-20 rule or Pareto's principle would say, not all the tasks you do are equal. Some have way more impact on your growth of your business than others. And disproportionately so, actually. Specifically, the rule states that 
20% of the activities that you're doing in your business right now are leading to 80% of your results. I will say that again. 20% of what you're doing every day and every week in your business is responsible for 80% of your results. Put another way, 80% of your revenue or results or growth in your business is directly tied to only 20% of what you're doing, one-fifth. Okay? Now, it's a general observation of the universe. It's not a scientific fact. But you look everywhere and you see this lopsided proportion. Sometimes it's 90-10, sometimes it's 85-15. The point is it's very disproportionate. The goal for you as a business owner is not to do more. It's not to work more hours. That's what people do who have no clue what's strategic about their business. You don't got time for that. What you need to do is take a good hard look at all the activities you do in your business. Posting, social media, email, sales copy, tweaking the colors of the buttons on your website, launching new products, whatever it is, right? Website copy, Facebook ads, whatever, right? Look at all the things you do. Checking email, all the things you do in a given day or week. And start to look at what's actually leading to results in my business. There's probably two or three things that you do that lead to 80% of the revenue coming in. Meaning, this is the big one. If you figure out what those are, you can cut 80% of what you're doing because it's only accounting for the other 20% of your revenue. If you were to do what I just said, if any of that made sense, you would free up 80% of your time or four-fifths of your time. Yes, your business would go down, but it'd only go down by 20%. But Graham, that doesn't help me grow my business. I, I know. But it frees up four-fifths of your time. And then now what do you do? Oh, you double down on the 20% that really makes a difference. So that you could almost double your revenue by working one third of the time, my math is slightly off there, but do you see what I just did there? If you free up your time by stop doing all the things that don't matter, you have a lot more time to then just double down on the few things that really do matter, which means you can easily 2X your revenue and you're still working one third to half the time you were working before. Hallelujah, Pareto's principle. And the second powerful principle is Parkinson's law. This one's fascinating. Parkinson's law simply states that work will expand to fill the time allotted for its completion. I'll say it again. Work, it's just an observation. Work always expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. Classic example, if you're in school and the professor gives you a week to write a paper, it's probably going to take you the whole week. You'll work on a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. You'll like, delay if you're like me and procrastinate or you're overly research. The full week will go by. You'll get it done. Great. But if that same professor said, hey, this paper is due in 24 hours, you would get that paper done in 24 hours. Why? How? Is that because you would just work every waking hour? <laughs> no. It's because you'd be focused. If you only had 24 hours to write a paper when you normally were expecting a week to write a paper, you don't got time to goof off on YouTube or Instagram or researching, quote unquote. You'd be like, all right, what is this paper about? What do I got to do? What's the most important thing? What data, what research do I actually need? Let me pour some coffee. Let me do this. There's something magical about a imminent short deadline that creates focus. And when you're focused, you sort of eliminate the wasteful activities and you get really, really focused. This is a very related principle to 80-20. 
Parkinson's law, all it is is an observation. Like if you give yourself four hours to check your email, it'll take you four hours. Trust me, I have a lot of email. But if you give yourself an hour, you'll get a lot more done in an hour than you would have otherwise. And that's, you just get it done. You get focused. You turn your phone off, turn the TV off. It creates focus. So what Tim Ferriss explains in his book is to, in light of Parkinson's law, hack it. Give yourself shorter deadlines to get things done, to force you to be a little more focused, be a little bit more pressured. And then if you work that alongside 80-20, only do the 20% that matters. So figure out the 20% that matters in your business. And I'm sorry to tell you that 80% of what you're doing is, is a giant waste of your time. Yeah, it contributes to some of your business growth. It's not that it's completely wasteful. But to be a big boy, big girl, you got to start eliminating. And you got to really, really focus on 20% that matters. And then once you figure out what the 20% is, you give yourself crazy short deadlines to get them done. Right? I did a whole episode a few weeks back on how I run my business in five hours a week. Episode 30. Right? And a huge part of episode 30 and how I do it, there's four steps. And step one was eliminate. And the 80-20 rule is all about elimination. Right? That's so important. That's like the most important thing. And then Parkinson's law, I just tell myself like, all right, I'm only going to work four hours today. I got. I just got to get it done. There's just, I, I even do this with mixing music as an artist. I want to mix a record. I'm finishing up a record. I'll put a timer on. So it's counting down. I'll give myself like, just mix it in one hour. It's almost impossible to mix a song in an hour, but I'll just set that timer anyway because it helps me to like not get sidetracked on a part of the mix. It just doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's focus. So those are the two principles that I can give you today. That Pareto's principle, 80-20, and Parkinson's law. Here's the thing. Until you start to do this, you're not going to believe a word I say. You might want to believe me. Some of you aren't going to want to believe me. You're going to you're just going to want to do what you want to do, which is work all the time. And, and be, because if you work a lot, you can say, I'm working a lot. And it feels good because you can point to it. I'll be honest, it's weird to make a lot of money and not work very much. It's hard to talk about that with people. They don't understand I feel like a weirdo because um, I don't work that hard and I make a lot of money. And you almost start to feel guilty. Like maybe I should work harder. Like maybe I should just go do something hard just to fill the time. It just shows how broken our, our society is that, that I even think that way, that that's deeply ingrained in me. Um, working all the time is not the goal. Serving people well, contributing to society, working with excellence, uh, and being able to reach your income goals that you and your family need, th th those are important, right? Those are the things I'm going for. If I can do that in five hours a week, why would I do that in 50? But it's weird. And it's not what everyone else is preaching. And it's not what your heart almost instinctively wants to hear. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, plenty of others tell you to work all the time, work around the clock, work your butt off, especially in the early years. If you're founding a company, you got to work all the time. I'm just here to tell you that's not true, my friend. That is a way. It's not the only way. It's not the only way. And the only way I know to, to, to push against that is to, A, take advantage of some of these tools that we talked about, the 80-20 rule, Parkinson's law. B, get clear on what your goals are and how, your metric of how you know if you're doing a good job or not. It's about sales and serving customers and satisfaction of your work. It's not by how many hours you put in. But then on a practical level, see, 
you probably need some form of passive income in your business. Because I'll be honest, if you're in a service-based business, it is hard to cut back your hours and make more money. You really only have a couple levers to increase your revenue. You can increase your rates, right? Or you can work more hours, which is the opposite of what we want to do here. So uh, at some point, you'll reach a limit or a ceiling on how high you can increase your rates. I think you probably aren't there yet. I think you need to be a premium provider and most people undercharge. But at some point, you're going to be stuck and you can only work more hours. And that's not an okay strategy. So passive income plays a huge part of it. And with all the tools we have today, the internet, the, the way to build an audience online and, and create digital products and sell to them automatically while you sleep, like this is so critical to how I'm able to run a million dollar business in five hours a week, which allows me then to do this for free to, for the world. Because again, most people who consume this content through a podcast or video are never going to buy anything from me. So I'm able to do this for free. Why? Because I have this, this machine over here that prints money. Yes, it took work. And yes, it takes ongoing work. It's not completely hands-off. I'll never tell you that it is, but it's scalable, automatic income. Five hours a week is, is a pretty appealing thing, I think. So to do that, you need passive income, which is why I teach that on my passive income workshop. Did you like that segue? Go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop to learn the four-step process to auto have an automated business. Look, even if you have no passive income or no business, period, this workshop teaches you how to figure out your profitable idea, find the right people to sell to, what to sell to them, how to sell to them automatically. And it gives you an entire framework for how I run both of my brands. It's really, really, um, what's the word? Liberating to put effort into something, even if it doesn't make you money right away, that you know, once you get it spinning, you can start to walk away more and more and more month after month after month as it spins faster and faster and creates more revenue for you. To me, that's more fun. I have fun putting in the fuel that makes my business grow while I work less. It's like a game and I'm kind of a weirdo and I like it, but it's really liberating as well. If you are someone that's like working all the time and you're like, how do I get out of this? This does not have to be your reality. It does not have to be your reality. And the first place to start is my passive income workshop. Come watch it. It's free. Get a new idea, a new vision for what 2020 could look like with a passive income business or at the very least, a passive income element in your business so you could reduce your working hours maybe in your service-based business and supplement that income automatically. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, let me like the video, subscribe if you care to serve me in that way, but let me know below in a comment what you think about this working every waking hour concept. Good idea? Bad idea? Am I the crazy one? Feel free to tell me. Have a great week. See you on another episode real soon.